Hello, soccer fans in South Florida and beyond. Welcome to Magic City Soccer, a Dade Brigade podcast. This is, of course, your home for everything you need to know about soccer in Miami-Dade County and beyond. Uh, This is episode 8. We are coming to you uh, a couple of days after a very exciting Miami FC victory. And I am joined on the podcast today by Drew Hausman. Drew, how are you doing today? Oh, Puerto Rico. Wah, 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 wah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we will get into all that. Uh, Our our normal uh, third chair, Omar Mubayed, is absent, uh, although it is an excused absence. He is currently in Jacksonville. Uh, We are recording on September 6th. And in about two and a half hours, he will be rooting on the boys in the red, white, and blue uh, for their game uh, up there, uh, up in the northern part of the state, up in our Armada territory. So uh, that's pretty exciting. I also find it suspicious that there was no Premier League this week, and then uh, Omar's not on. Yeah, that's very, uh, you know, that that's very uh, convenient, I guess. For for who? For him or for us? Uh, so that'll <laughs> it'll at least spare us a, a little bit of hassle there, but uh, we do wish Omar safe travels there. Obviously, he's already there and safe travels back. Uh, so let's dive into the club soccer that we have at hand. As we mentioned, it's the international break. Uh, so uh, a lot of eyes firmly fixed on the NASL here back uh, back at home. And we actually had a, a bit of a, it's not quite an international matchup, but uh, U.S. versus territory matchup. Uh, the first matchup between Miami FC and Puerto Rico FC, as I mentioned last week, the fight in Carmelos. Uh, and there was not a lot of fight in the fight in Carmelos. Uh, Miami FC got out to an early lead uh, within the first 15 minutes. Johnny Steele, man on the spot. Uh, they tacked on another goal uh, later on, Svitanich in the 54th minute. And then for good measure, Poku gets on the ac- in on the action in the 88th minute. A 3-0 defeat, a sound defeat. A good road showing uh, for a game that required, uh, you know, a little bit of travel. Uh, Drew, what'd you take away from it? It was a great game. Um, it was pretty interesting because you never know what to expect when you're playing at a new venue against a new team. Puerto Rico has been struggling and they haven't scored in quite some time, but we were able to mix it up uh, also with our formation and put our our men. Numero 67, Vincenzo Rinella up front. There he is. Who was also the, the man of the match. But all around, we, we played a great game, and we just dominated that one. Yeah, it was, you know, anytime you're you're shutting out the opponent and winning by more than two goals, uh, that's a very good sign. Um, if you if you take a, a look into the, the team stats, it was the, the possession was was dominant um you know it, it there was the, the the shots on target puerto rico didn't even have one shot on target uh, they took a lot of shots but you know they didn't really go anywhere um it was just a very thorough showing it was fun to watch uh to catch on espn3 and it, i always enjoy you know hat tricks are fun and when guys can get themselves a brace that's always great but I always love when you have a high-scoring game, and it is a high-scoring game where a lot of people get in on the action. Because so I feel like that's kind of that that buoys everyone's uh, uh, everyone's feelings. And and obviously Poku has been known to get on the scoreboard. Svitinic, uh, I don't recall the last time he had a goal from open play. <laughs> so it's been a while. That's really good to see, and it was a quality goal. It was a good goal. And then uh, uh, Poku getting in on the action at the end. Uh, if I recall, it was the assist from Lahoud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, that was a and selfless, I, quite the selfless play. 
Yes, and I think uh, he, if I recall, he mentioned on Twitter he had a long uh, assist drought, which I find a funny concept that you, you're 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 concerned about how long your assist drought is. That's a sign of a good teammate. Um, yeah, it was. You look at the t- the total passes. It was five fifty six to three fifty two. Um, that that tells you something. Miami FC moving the ball. The passing accuracy was better. So it's not like less was more. Um, it was a really dominant showing. And and again. Miami, uh, Puerto Rico FC is not exactly a juggernaut, um, but you need to go on the road and get the win, and ultimately that's all you can do. You can't get four or five points from a game just by scoring more goals. You get the three points, you move up the table. Uh, Miami FC had been a little uh, herky-jerky the last couple of weeks. They'd been kind of grinding out some games, maybe against lesser opponents, I think back to Ottawa, um, where you think, oh man, maybe you should have gotten three points from there. Um, that they did exactly everything they needed to do uh, from that game. Yeah, that game was just a, a solid package. Like you said, it was great to see Dario score from something that wasn't a, a penalty kick. I thought we, I think we brought that up last year, or sorry, <laughs> last podcast. Uh, <laughs> Poku netting another goal, which was great to see, and also the uh, the one that opened it up, uh, the, the Johnny Steele goal, which came from Barajo. But I like that. Uh, this is second. Johnny Steele's uh, second goal, and it was kind of from distance, so it's good to see these guys uh, not try to walk it in, but, you know, crack some shots from outside the box. And it was definitely good to see from Steele after having that, uh, you know, that calamitous fall uh, a couple games ago to be able to bounce back, and and he he looks himself. Uh, And, you know, again, we we talk, it's been a constant theme on our podcast, um... The idea that the team has really been uh, has really benefited by adding this depth, not only in terms of quality of you know it's it, it, it's great to get one or two quality players in, into any side, but the ability to to have that depth to access that you know if Steele is down, someone else fills in, and now that Steele's back, he slides right back in, and the team largely keeps the same pace. You really don't lose anything. Um, by his short absence and, and him getting back right back out there. It was really exciting to see. Yeah, and uh, speaking of, uh, well, I'll, I'll avoid that one. We'll talk about it later. But uh, did did you see the guy uh, sliding and hitting his nuts defending against the Sitenevich uh, goal? Uh, no, I didn't notice that. Did that really happen? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, ESPN actually put it on their uh, ESPN Instagram. Uh, one of the Puerto Rican defenders was trying to uh, stop the ball from going in towards the line against uh, Super Dario and uh, slid in, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately the post rent, went uh, right between his legs and uh, knocked up his man parts. And uh, I don't know how, but I didn't realize they had this many cameras in the NSL, but somehow they got it from, like, 90 different angles. So they, oh. they replayed it for like a minute on ESPN, and then uh, the the defender had the trainer come over, and the defender pulled his short. <laughs> the defender pulled his shorts like outward, no. and the trainer was like looking down his shorts. So, <laughs> oh my god, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that poor we, guy. We oh will, my god. We will uh, retweet the video or at least the animated gif of that. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, um, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. Oh yeah, my God, he, he's he played the rest of the game, I believe. So, oh my God, I'd be dead. Like I'd be literally dead. I saw that this was shared by someone, and I just thought they were. Sh- I thought that it they- was the Dario goal. You're like, oh, yes, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was the Dario goal, 
But I thought, I thought that it was in the Sports Center top ten. His goal, and I was like, "Well, that's cool." But I mean, it's a good goal. You know, you kind of <laughs> fake out the goalie, hit it from a tight angle. But there weren't ten better things in all of sports over the weekend. And <laughs> now I see why. Oh, jeez, Louise! Now I feel bad. Oh God, he goes at full speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good for him. Like. Way to commit, you know what I mean? Like, way to really sacrifice for the team. I would I would have pulled up big time. Those are the... I, I feel like that happens, like... Okay, I gotta turn it off. Oh, my God, it's just on a loop. Oh. I feel like that happens, like, once maybe every other year in, like, the Premier League or something, where it's just one... It's just... You know, like, you just... You get destroyed. Yeah. And you'd figure they would train to, like, okay, we're, I'm just gonna throw everything a little bit outside so that my... my, my my butt just scrapes against the pole. It's not me cracking my nuts on the, or, the sidebar. Or even, like, muscle memory to maybe, like, keep your feet together or angle yourself where your your feet are, you know, you're not going to... <laughs> I guess the thought process is, like, they've got to defend their feet and their legs and, like, sliding in that hard into the post could, like, you know, break something or pull something. But, yeah, no, you would think that... Even though they're professionals, that their first instinct would be, okay, don't, don't shatter my nuts, don't shatter my nuts, don't shatter my nuts. Whoops, shattered them. It, it, you so would think a, they would nut shattering defeat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puerto Rico really took it in the balls. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, wow. All right, good diversion. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to share that. Um, from I wonder if the NASL. There's no way the NASL tweeted that out, right? I, I, no, I don't think I saw one from them. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Bill Peterson, get on it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Miami FC made it on the Sports Center. Yeah, no kidding. Miami FC, they ought to. Oh my God, what if they retweeted it as like Zvitinich scores top ten goal on on, on uh, Sports Center, and then people just tune in and like, oh God, like that's really like that's you got to have like a like a warning or something like that's graphic almost. <laughs> um, so anyway, now that we have. Uh, now that we have fully dissected the nut shot that the, the Puerto Rico defender took. Um, to me, the large takeaway from this game, Miami FC is going in, taking care of business. It's one less road game that you have on the schedule, even though you have another one coming up this weekend. You know, every, every road game you play is one less one you have in front of you. And they have another uh, three-game and seven-day gauntlet coming up next week uh, that we'll talk about, when, obviously, next week. But you, you can look at it from this perspective Road game, Canada. Home game, Wednesday. Road game, Indiana. I that is it, a... Is it technically ahead. three and six or no? Let's see. It is three and six because it's Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, that is rough. And I, now we know that every team in the league deals with th- situations like this. But road, home, road, where you, you, you basically got to make two road trips in a week and one of them's uh, uh, into another country... Uh, and and none of them are Florida. That stinks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's tough. So you you look at a game like this. It's sitting there on a tee for you. You got to get three points where you can because I don't think. I mean, even the most optimistic of optimistic fans will have to ask Omar's take next week. But I I don't think anyone can realistically say you know what, Edmonton, Carolina, Indy, we're gonna go nine for nine. So you got to get the points wherever you can and hope that you just, again, like, like I, I feel like I've, I've said a couple times, just keep your head above water. Keep churning and hope that you can stay alive. Yeah, and this is, I mean, 
not to give Florida too much of an advantage, but this is where they should kind of group the, the games more regionally. Obviously, Florida has the upper hand because we have four bazillion teams within <laughs> however many miles, but it would have been, you know, I, it wouldn't have worked out for everybody else and they probably would have complained, but it would would have been nice to see like a little Coastal Cup kind of week of all Florida games. Yeah, I feel like that would make sense, but you're right. It for for basically the rest of the league, they don't have this option. You yeah, know, like no no one else really has this kind of option except for Florida. So I guess you know you got to play it somewhat even. But yeah, I mean that really that's a bummer. I'd hate to be I hate to be making those trips for fun. Yeah, like just for just to take a vacation. Uh, you know, be one weird vacation, but you know, uh, Edmonton, Miami, and Indiana. But still, I mean that's. That's pretty rough. So anyway, let's talk about the uh, the first game that we do have on the docket here, uh, upcoming, uh, and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of look a little bit ahead to next week too, but but very briefly because we'll talk about more of that next week. But the, the this is a big game, and we hate to use this term and you you tire it out and no one really understands what it means anymore. But if you look at the ti- the the table and you look at the chances that Miami FC actually have on getting to the NASL playoffs this year. Uh, this is going to be one of the biggest games that Miami has all season long. It is a road game at Clark Field in Edmonton playing FC Edmonton. The Eddies are currently second in the NASL table. However, they have played only 11 games. Now, another team that has played only 11 games is Miami FC. Everyone in the top four except for FC Edmonton have played 13 games. Ever in the top five, excuse me, because Miami FC are fifth. So, here's what the situation is. FC Edmonton have 24 points. Miami FC have 19. If Miami FC go into Edmonton and get only a draw, that five-point gap remains, and that means you've, you you don't have two games left with FC Edmonton. You, you've got to get two games turned. That That is not the one in front of you. If Miami, Miami FC wins this game on the road, on Sunday, it is a Sunday game. We'll talk about that more in a second because Drew has some insight with that. That's important to note. If Miami FC win, all of a sudden it's a two-point gap. You're up to 22 points, which could put you as high as third. And again, you've played fewer games than the the Cosmos, uh, who are currently in first and Edmonton would be in second. All of a sudden, you're in a very good position if you win that game. Even if you draw your position all of a sudden becomes very difficult to maintain in terms of keeping alive the fall season hopes. Drew, what do you, what do you see from this game? I mean, this is this is going to be big, and as you uh, saw last time when we played Ottawa, I've, I'm led to believe that both uh, Ariel Martinez and Palacios won't be making the trip once again. Um, so, of course, that's going to have a major impact because Ottawa is sitting, you know, ninth place, and now we're playing the second-place team. So, it, you know, these these kind of players are going to have to really step up in place of them. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, we've been saying it every week, but because of the first half of the season, basically, to stay alive, every game is essentially a, a must-win game. And now that we're playing somebody that should be sitting on the top of the table or potentially will be based off games played, we really have to just take points from them. And, and they've been a solid team. You know, they don't get scored against. They keep it very low. So it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very close with, with Edmonton. Uh, that Yeah, that's the real tough thing about this game to me is, is like you said, losing Palacios potentially and especially potentially Ariel Martinez. Uh, playing Edmonton, you've got to find a way to score goals. And losing Ariel Martinez 
again potentially um, due to due to what what may wind up being travel issues, uh, you lose one very potent potential attacker, one very potent uh, potential goal scorer, and you're going to need everything you can get against this team. Uh, you know they are towards the top of the table for a reason, and, and you know they're not. The Cosmos, the big name team, and they're not Indy 11 who won the spring title, and they're not Minnesota, but they find a way to get the points, they find a way to win, and now Miami FC has to be that team. Basically through the rest of the year, they've got to be a team that can find a way to get the points and find a way to win, but especially in this game, as we mentioned, you know, we've brought it up before, the combined table is important for NASL, the spring and fall champion, and the top two teams that don't qualify basically uh based on winning the spring or fall championship getting into the playoffs uh for miami fc that's not a realistic means of getting into the playoffs could it in theory happen yes but it would require so many permutations of wins and losses to occur that it's highly unlikely the best path forward is this fall title and you've got to find a way to catch up to new york uh Right now, again, assuming, and it's always dangerous to assume this, you've got the two games in hand. Assuming that turns into six points, it never does, but let's let's be optimistic. You'd still be two points behind the Cosmos. Looking at Indy 11, all of a sudden, you could catch up to Indy 11 based on point differential, uh, based on uh, the difference in points, assuming those two games are wins. Again, I'm not saying they will be. I'm saying assuming, being optimistic. The real two difficult teams to catch for Miami right now, as it stands, is FC Edmonton, who they are five points behind and even on games. They're they're on. They have an equal number of games played, and then the Cosmos. But the Cosmos are a different beast because they've played two different games. We'll deal with that once we get to them. The what what I actually looked at in the schedule, and again, getting way ahead of myself. But you know what else are we gonna do here? But get ahead of ourselves. Looking at the last week of the season. Um, the last two games that Miami FC play are at New York and home against Edmonton. If Miami FC can keep the pace up and keep getting points from uh, games, and you know after you get through this this week long stretch when you have uh, Carolina and Indy, all of a sudden you play Puerto Rico again, you play Ottawa again at home, you play the Rowdies, you play Rio, who've been tough, but you play the Rowdies again, the Armada, and then you get to that end of the season. All of a sudden, there could be some very meaningful soccer played uh, in that last week for Miami FC. Again, I'm getting tremendously ahead of myself, but <laughs> but it really all starts here. It's this. We are now in the the final pursuit. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not like throwing up a flag or you know lighting a candle or anything. But when you look at it, you can see the finish line. You can see what the path needs to be for Miami FC. Yeah, and. Uh... Just kind of to get off topic, but not really. You know what's going to be awesome about that very last home game against Edmonton? Please tell me. Poku bobblehead night? Oh my gosh, no kidding. The, yeah. I'm so I'm so jazzed for the different promotions that are coming. I saw some t-shirt nights. I saw, uh, I, of course, the bobblehead is the, the, the grand prize. The holy grail. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. That last game is going to be fun. Uh, and hopefully there's something to uh, something really real to play for there, because uh, that would be tremendous. That'll you know, concerning we've done a good job drawing crowds uh, the last few weeks. You know, if we can actually build up and have a chance at playoffs there, that would be really really fun. Friday night, eight p.m. at FIU. That would be 
quite entertaining. Uh, so anyway, way way ahead of myself here. Let's go back and take a look at what's coming up the pipe. Uh, again, let's look at FC Edmonton and then let's look at Carolina. Uh, very briefly, home game against Carolina. Carolina always kind of, you never know what you're going to get with them. Um, that'll be next Wednesday. So let's again, I, you know what? I am getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to FC Edmonton for a second. I want to talk about the Sunday start. Ah, Canada. So, I know. Canada uh, throws some uh, wrenches in the machine, and they have Sunday afternoon starts uh, for their NASL games. So that means it is a Sunday 4 o'clock kickoff at Clark Field in Edmonton. Now, what does that mean for us? That means if you are a double dipper and you support both a association football and American football team, if you support, uh, I mean, uh, you know, if you support a, a soccer team and a football team, uh, those one o'clock kicks, you've got to get right after, or just come to Fritz and Franz and watch the one o'clock games. Uh, but that Fritz and Franz watch party at four o'clock at um, at Fritz and Franz for the FI, the FIU, the Miami FC game. That could get a little saucy when you've got some one o'clock kickoffs and then some soccer after that. Some people could get pretty well lit up. Yeah, it might be a little bit of drinking going on. Yes, that that <laughs> prediction drunk uh so that'll be interesting uh sunday 4 p.m be there it's on goal tv and like we talked about last time i think about five people in the united states have goal tv uh so just come on down to fritz and franz because they are one of the five uh so uh carolina next week home game uh our first wednesday home game that's not an open cup am i wrong in saying that you are correct i am correct good okay i'm right about something so uh, that's something worth mentioning too. You're gonna want to get your tickets. That'll be a CBS Sports Network game, but you know you want you want to get on TV. You don't want to watch it from TV if you're here in Miami. You want to get on TV. Uh, that'll be a nationally broadcast game. That'll be fun to watch. Um, and we need more than 455 people to go. Ooh, that's a subtle burn. That is a subtle. <laughs> just let it sit, let it simmer. Oof, yeah, that's, I'm confident. I'm confident. Yeah. I I think yeah I think we can pull I think we can pull a larger number than that um yeah. uh so <laughs> but, yeah all right not worth mentioning anyway on on more positive South Florida soccer news <laughs> uh yeah so that'll be a very interesting scene at FIU school will be back in session I think we'll be able to maybe pull a couple of uh, coeds uh male and female uh into FIU stadium to watch that one so it should be fun a um, lot of soccer. It's it's coming quick and you know quick and fast here. Uh, a lot of games for Miami FC. You start to get a little bit of the schedule clog. Of course, everyone in the league is dealing with it. But uh, yeah, Drew, how do you think Miami FC is capable of handling this kind of fixture clog? Well, I it's I, it's all going to start with that Edmonton game. It's a it's a blessing and a curse that Martinez and uh, uh, Palacios probably won't be playing, so they'll have fresh legs going home. But if they don't get the results uh, in Edmonton, then it kind of just is all sort of going down the drain from the get-go. So I, I think that that game is going to definitely kind of impact the uh, the squad and the lineups we see uh, going forward. So that that game is key. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing, too, because, you know, obviously we don't want to draw, we want to win. But if, if we win over there, then we have Ariel Martinez and Wilson Palacios fresh. You know, so we have a chance to kind of uh, expand our midfield. Yeah, it will definitely be one of those uh, possibilities at a high risk, high reward situation because 
if you can pull off the win against the Eddies, then all of a sudden you were very well positioned to roll downhill uh, on the rest of that 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 three game week. If you blow it against Edmonton, then all of a sudden you kind of you know you you maybe lose lose the plot about what you're really playing for in the first place. Not that the guys will give up, obviously, but what I'm saying is that if you if you yes. lose that chance, that first chance, and all of a sudden whatever you may have saved up for game two and three, it will matter a whole heck of a lot less. Um, so yeah, it's it's very important to to really get things rolling properly uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, so uh, we have our game covered, Puerto Rico. We have our game upcoming, FC Edmonton, and to a lesser extent, Carolina. Uh, any other NASL business to attest to? I can think of at least well, one thing for Miami FC. Yeah, I was gonna say the Miami FC thing, but um, I'll I'll just quickly also note um, that. I guess on DirecTV, One World Sports is now available as an uh, as a channel. So you know, I don't know how many Cosmos games you want to watch, but uh, when <laughs> Miami FC do play the Cosmos, uh, it will be a more accessible game than in the past. Yes, that was actually very exciting. There were some uh, questionable circumstances about One World Sports this week about uh, carriage on certain cable providers. I believe it was on Dish and. Now it's on DirecTV, and that's probably a, a positive for if you're actually interested in watching, because I think more people have DirecTV. Um, any way in which those those outlets that broadcast the league get wider coverage, I think that's a win for everyone. Obviously, One World is very Cosmos-centric, but still, that's if it benefits the Cosmos, it benefits everyone. And if something benefits the Strikers, it benefits everyone, even though we like to you know maybe have a little fun at their expense. But ultimately, what's good for one goose is good for the NASL gander. Uh, I think that's good to hear. Um, the the FIU related FIU. I've got it really stuck in my head. I'm looking at FIU Stadium on the screen. Is why uh, the and the Miami FC news to announce is, of course, if it's a Magic City Soccer podcast, it is a player acquisition that needs to be discussed. Uh, Hunter Freeman, speaking of the Cosmos, yep. Hunter Freeman uh, bolstered the back line of Miami FC. I'm quoting from their press release here. Uh, Freeman is a Tyler, Texas native. Uh, he was drafted by the Colorado Rapids in 2005, played his college ball at the University of Virginia, played three years with the Rapids, played Norway, uh, then came to the Cosmos in 2013. He's been with them for a good long while, and now he is coming to Miami FC. Drew, what do you uh, see from this signing? Um... What I see is, oddly enough, uh, do we not have a ridiculous amount of former New York Red Bulls players? Yes, this is definitely <laughs> true. There seems to be a new, much like real life, there seems to be a New York to Miami pipeline. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre. And, like, specifically from, like, I think maybe the 2007 to, like, 2010 range, I, I think at now we're at maybe uh, – four or five former players that were on that squad at some point in time. Um, I like the experience, though. Um, Hunter Freeman definitely has great experience. Uh, he played for quite some time in the MLS, and, I mean, he played basically almost three years for the Cosmos. Um, so it's it's a great it's great that we're getting a guy with NASL experience. And as we were saying before, you know, part of this fall title race is stopping the Cosmos. And what a better way to stop them is than to take one of their starting defenders. Yeah, it's definitely addition on our part by subtraction on their part. Uh, he's been really solid. He is an experienced defender. He has been through all sorts of different levels of soccer. And really, one of the things that that I, and I credit you, Drew 
from really learning this is that there's a difference between being experienced and being NASL experienced. And it doesn't mean that if you've played in a higher league or in a league in a different country or continent that you can then reverse transfer those abilities from that league to NASL. Uh, it is really an animal all its own. And um, it's great to bring in big names. It's great to bring in guys who've had played in these top leagues and top flights. And sometimes it works out beautifully, and that's great. But knowing you can get a guy with real legitimate NASL experience who's who's been a part of champion uh, uh, championship uh, squads, has been a part of NASL records, has been a part of, of what the league is all about... Um, that's a positive. That's a real net positive. Uh, the the back line has been improving. The back line has, I don't think, really been the strongest part of the team at any point this year, although it has improved. I think any opportunity you have to improve the back line is something that the team should take, and they are taking it, and they are looking to bolster themselves uh, heading into the conclusion of the fall season. Um, yeah, I think it's very exciting. Um <clears throat> there are no real, you know, the team has, has certainly done a lot in the terms of acquisition. And at really, ever since the start of the spring season, there haven't been too many that you look at and maybe you scratch your head. I think there were more than a few uh, before the start of the spring season that we looked at and scratched our heads a bit. But I think ever since really uh, the team kicked off, at least in terms of front office management, I think they've done a, a better job of getting the right kind of players uh, for this team. Um, so Freeman is signed. He's a member of the Miami FC. Uh, the FC have a very important game coming up this weekend. Um, well, I, I guess I'll say that's that that's another kind of issue with the, the schedule we have coming up because he actually played uh, in the Saturday game as a substitute for us, but that previous Wednesday he was a starter for the New York Cosmos, and I think he played the full 90 minutes. So um, we do have a great new defender, but also he's already in the position where... <laughs> He's playing a very fast uh, amount of games in a short period of time, and he's not used to the squad yet. So um, it's it's going to be probably a little rough with him adjusting to the squad, you know, getting thrown into the situation, and his legs are probably going to melt. <laughs> yeah, you can look at it one of two ways. Either he is uh, he's a workhorse. He can play. He's a 90-minute man. He can play whenever you need him. Or he's teetering on the brink of, of destruction. Uh, so, you know, take it, take, take whichever one you prefer, I guess. If you're a Cosmos fan, you probably prefer the latter. Obviously, if you're a Miami FC fan, you prefer the former. But I, I have a feeling that he will get some playing time, definitely going forward. Uh, and maybe in, in, especially last weekend, and maybe even in this, into this weekend, uh, I wouldn't necessarily look at it as a, a, an opportunity for him to play a full 90 minutes, but who knows? Maybe he's got that kind of stamina. He's got experience, so maybe he can handle it. Um, yeah, so um, no no international soccer. Well, there is international soccer to discuss, but no international club soccer to discuss because of the international break, so that's why Omar is absent. He's really not absent because he's up in Jacksonville. He's absent because he doesn't have Manchester United to talk about. That's right. <laughs> so... Um, uh, otherwise, I, I think we can, uh, wrap this up a little bit and, and, uh, let our listeners get ready for, uh, this weekend. Drew, anything else to add? Um, no, not really. Uh, just send some, send us some tweets. Damn it. <laughs> yes, actually, that's a very, uh, a, a good thing worth mentioning. Uh, it, I, I mentioned it at the end of every podcast, 
Um, but our Twitter handle is Magic City Soccer. You can always ask us questions there. Uh, we will be quick to respond? Question mark. We will be reasonable in time to respond. Um, but we will, it's, we it's, will not sleep until we find the answer to that question. <laughs> Um, yes. So, of course, we will be uh, very much uh, – we, we share content there. We ask for questions there. Uh, actually, Julian Rodriguez gave us a really nice shout-out a couple of days ago. Uh, quote, kick-ass episode, guys. Thanks for the entertainment on my morning drive to work. That was very nice. We love compliments too. It doesn't yeah. even have to be a question. You can just flatter uh, us. Flatter us. But we will begin uh, – we will begin uh, sometime in the next couple weeks – uh, trying to uh, have a couple contests maybe for some prizes. I know Drew has discuss- discussed an idea for a potential T-shirt. Uh, this is confirmation that I did receive your text. I just forgot to reply to it. Um, that's <laughs> already, how I do. It's all- already in the works. It's already in the works. Yes, that's how I do all my business now. I just communicate on podcast. You can catch me out on my new podcast. Uh, please pass the gravy. Um, so anyway, uh, we will. Uh, you know, we're going to look for some some interesting T-shirt ideas. Uh, there's potentially some uh, maybe gift cards question mark that we're looking into getting. Um, so uh, be on the lookout, be listening, uh, and follow us, especially on Twitter at Magic City Soccer. That's our main uh, source for communication with us. Again, any questions, feel free to hit us up. Um, we're we're not that original. We need some ideas. So um, anyway, uh, follow us uh, on Twitter individually. Uh, Drew is it's Houseman LOL. I'm Matthew with two T's, the letter S, a bunch like a bunch of grapes, Matthew S. Bunch. Um, and and there's, no, there's no E in house, man, because I don't actually build homes. Yes, that's right. It's yeah. Hausman. Hausman. Uh, so uh, anyway, Drew, I, I think that'll wrap it up now that we're breaking down the pronunciation of our names. Because that seems to be what we do best is really talk about how names are pronounced. That's really what this podcast <laughs> is about at its core. Um, well, next year is just going to be a Vincenzo Ranella podcast. Yes, that's right. Check out the Vincenzo cast. Uh, that'll be coming up a spinoff of Magic City Soccer. Uh, so we got more ideas to talk about. We got to wrap this thing up. Drew, uh, thanks for joining me, pal. We'll talk next week. All right. Wonderful. Uh, he's been Drew Hausman. I've been Matthew Bunch. Thank you, as always, for listening to Magic City Soccer. Uh, and until we talk again, go Miami FC and go Miami Soccer. Have a good day, everyone. Dale, bro. All right, this is Matthew Bunch again. We thought we were done with the with the uh, Magic City uh, Soccer podcast from Day Brigade, but we have a bit of a tag on. We have some uh, a field report, a late breaking field report uh, from Omar Bubayed, who, as we mentioned earlier, was at Everbank uh, Field in Jacksonville for the U.S. Men's National Team game. Uh, Omar, what's the scene like there? Oh, the scene's loud. It's a ruckus. It's American Outlaws at its finest. Uh, we have a nice, healthy showing of American Outlaws here. We actually have a little bit of travel support from Trinidad and Tobago and their steel drums. So as you can imagine, there's a DJ playing, there's steel drums going. I'm talking to you on the phone, and I have a finger in my ear. And it's a little bit of painful and a little bit of crazy. Have you been enjoying any uh, victory beers prematurely? No, I've had no victory beers, but Abel has been working on what I assume was a Bud Light earlier, and now a Yingling as he is pouring into his... Marvelous plastic cup. Okay, that's actually something worth mentioning, too. We have a Abel Iraola, I believe. I probably maybe butchered your last name, Abel. Hello. But, hey, Abel, how you doing, pal? Oh, it's going great in Jacksonville. So uh, we have Abel, who is a fellow Day Brigade member. Uh, what was the drive like up there? The drive was awful. It was five hours of Florida, so as you can imagine, there was a lot of nothing for a long time. 
but you got there. You got there in one piece, and you started having some fun, some drinks. We got here. We got here in one piece. No stops. Omar does not believe in stopping a car. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy the majesty of the Fort Drum rest stop? No, we enjoyed all the majesty of Florida, and it's <laughs> all, the, all of the beautiful rest stops along I-95. But just very quickly. You just saw them very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly at a glance as Omar sped by. <laughs> okay, excellent. All right, Abel and Armar, go enjoy the game. I think you got about 20 minutes. Well, uh, knowing Fox, you probably have about 50 minutes to kick off. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have but a great one. You too, Abel. Omar, you still there? Oh, boys. Magic City boys. Sorry I can't be with you. I'm with you in spirit. I'm here being an outlaw today, taking my day for gate stuff and putting it aside for one night. I wish I could be recording with y'all. Y'all did not choose to postpone. That's your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> but that being said, we're not going around the league and we're not going around the pod because yeah, we already talked about that and had some fun at your expense because of that. So be sure to listen into the episode that drops tonight. Um, but anyway, uh, enjoy the game. Make a lot of noise. Get in for the national anthem. Don't get Kaepernicked. Um, so uh, enjoy. Before, before you drop me off, you would say five zero. One goal for every hour. I had to be in the road next to the fucking name. <laughs> I think that prediction might hold up. All right. You two go enjoy the game or kill each other first, whichever happens. Um, but, again, thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, get home safe. We'll be in touch. All right. See you soon, boys. All right. For Omar, uh, for Drew, for Abel, our special guest, I am, again, Matthew Bunch. Thanks for listening to Magic City Soccer. And uh, we'll see where you can get field reports from next time. And until then, go Miami FC, go Miami Soccer. <laughs>